welcome, welcome, welcome to the Brainstorming, one of the hottest new podcasts on the net, with your host, Tyrone. I had a guy, had 48 life over my six, and I beat him. Jill, 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 Get to play around the spell Feel, feel, feel. Hell yeah, I was pissed. I just, I woke up, didn't get any sleep, worked all night, called in advance. He knew I was coming. I said, I'll definitely be there when I talk to him. Mike, Mike, Mike. There's nothing <laughs> little about that problem. There's nothing little about what you did to us that night. <laughs> sit back, sit back, sit back, and relax, relax, relax. and be prepared, prepared to get your air jumps blown, blown away, away, away. Walk, walk again, again, again. To the brainstorm. Yo, what's going on? What's good? Welcome to the brainstorm. I'm your host, Tyrone. Thank you for joining us here for another week of the brainstorm. And once again, this is another great moment in the brainstorm. My good Twitter buddy, my good, my, I say, my magic mentor, because every time I have questions, you know, on certain decks, whatever, you know, I always get on and uh, try to get the questions from him. He also is one of the hosts of the A-Team. This week on the on the Brainstorm, we have Scotty Mack. What's going on, Scotty Mack? Nah, yeah, not too much, Tyrone. Thanks for having me back. Oh, man. Thank you, man. We haven't had you on here since episode 10. I appreciate you having the time coming on and uh, joining us. You know, a lot has... Uh, came came down the magic line since last time he was on the podcast yeah absolutely i uh, i'm happy to be here i you know what it's it's rare occasion where i get time to you know peel myself away from all of my own podcasting stuff that i'm doing in life and stuff so i'm uh, i'm glad i was able to take the time and uh, i'm glad to be here honestly uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it i'm very 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 glad that you're here because uh i remember before you was uh trying to get you on but you were moving so yeah yeah, that's right. Busy man, busy, busy, busy man. But also, we have on the podcast my other fellow host, my go-to man, Mr. Jones. What's going on, Jonesy? How goes it? Going good, my brother. Thanks for joining me again here this week on the brainstorm. Anytime, buddy. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, um, I don't know if you've been following us on Twitter or not, but uh, luckily uh, this week, some of the uh, uh, I say issues, but topics gonna to be joined on uh, talking about is werewolves, the werewolf decks. You don't see a lot of them. I'm mostly talking about them because I think here in the near uh, next uh, set that's coming out is going to be a uh, pretty big. And um, then basically I'm gonna be slamming some questions on Mr. Squatty Matt. You know, nothing, nothing too strenuous. You know, nothing. You know, throw him off his game or anything. And uh, we're gonna talk about a little bit about Duel of the Planeswalkers. All three of us play, and um, it's a couple new decks that came out that. We think that you might be interested in, and Sky Mask gonna be talking about the uh, um, new co- upcoming events. But before we get down to that, uh, Mr. Scotty Matt, man, what have you been up to? Uh, well, obviously, I've been really busy with the podcast. We've been uh, since Smitty decided to take his time off. We've been trying really hard to make sure that we're producing quality content every week. So it's 
it's been a challenge to, uh, you know, rustle up guests and, and making sure that we're, you know, putting forth as many podcasting firsts as we can with members of the community. And, you know, we're, we're just having a lot of fun. Uh, I've, I've finished my move. So finally I'm in my new place and uh, that all got done. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're pretty, pretty pleased with the place. I got my, uh, my man cave all set up. So nice. I've got my little, you know, the base, basement magic den or whatever that's down there. So I was able to start my, my weekly EDH games again. So that's good because nice. my fix was missing and I was starting to get shaky. So, um, but now we're, we're back in, uh, back in full run on that, which is fantastic. Um, Sweet. You, you, yeah. you're lucky enough to have a man cave. I've been wanting to get one of those for a long time, but, uh, living here in apartments, you kind of don't get that. So my man cave is my living room. So, <laughs> Nice, nice. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's good. And uh, I guess the only other major one is uh I've um I've started Insanity. So, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. Oh, give, give us a brief description on what that is. So, it's like a plyometric aerobic workout, oh, you know? Okay. Because we can't okay. all, you know, have the luxury of being, you know, svelte, you know, stacked guys. Yeah, exactly. You know, some of us some of us are uh are older and bigger guys that enjoy food too much. So I'm one of those guys. Yeah, me too. But, uh, yeah, so it's been good. I got, uh, I'm in a day 16 or 17 or something right now yeah. of the 60 day program. Wow. It's, it's crazy. That uh, sounds it, crazy. They, yeah, so it's been just a bit of nutrition, and then you know I just hurt all the time. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you're a better man than me, but I just I just use my connect and uses my um my, my set fitness. That's what I do. Uh, all that nice, all that insane. Don't stuff. let him lie to you. He uses Zumba fitness. And Zumba. Hey, hey <laughs> watch out, man. I got man. I'm a brother. I got moves. I make it be looking good right on there, boy. I, I'm telling I, you. I made the connect system jealous. That's how good. <laughs> nice. So, but um. Nice. Well, um, what is so? Um, what's been going on with the A team? What's uh, what kind of things y'all been going down with this week? A uh, couple good podcasts, some other stuff. Yeah, I feel like uh, our last few have actually been pretty good. I've been pretty proud of them. Um, we, uh, I guess, the most recent one we just had, we had on uh, Owen Turtenwald, so your Player of the Year yep. Magic Community. Yep. And uh Stuff. God, that guy's a fucking riot. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, oh no. my oh, good. God. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he just was so hilarious. Uh, it was it was a, a pure honor to podcast with that guy because he's always got an answer for everything, and it was just awesome. Yeah. So if you guys, if your listeners haven't heard it yet, I definitely recommend you go and check it out because he's he's got a lot to say. Well, um, um, give him the episode number that is. That's a uh, sixty. Hold on. Sixty-one. Let me check my notes uh, I think it's sixty-two. Sixty-two. No. Yeah, sixty-two. Sixty-two. Okay. Oh, yes, right. This is the upcoming recent recent one. Okay. I'm just going over my Skype records to make sure. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> yeah, but we uh, we are actually joined by uh, Christine Sprankle as well. So uh, some of you may recognize her as uh, the girl that dressed up as Elspeth for the world's coverage. Exactly. And. Yeah. Uh, hey. Yeah, yeah, and we, well, we actually had her on episode sixty-one all by herself. So, like, she was our guest for sixty-one, and there was I, so much, so much feedback about it that was really good. So, we decided to have her back for another one. I'm a costuming dude, so I'm gonna look that up right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, you haven't seen this yet? No, uh, no, I haven't. No, yeah, yeah, he, he hasn't. Um, uh, I've got. I totally forgot to tell him about that. Yeah, because um, but um, 
let's go ahead and uh, clear the air on on that um, episode 61. I know, I know a lot of people probably would have. Uh, uh, basically, I'm clearing the air right now, you know, because I'm a brother and I can do this, you know. And like I said, Sky Mac, I got your back 100%. So you know, anytime you have issues like that and I come down the line, I'm always there, you know, to give you a helping hand. Yeah, I appreciate that. We, uh, it, it was, a, it was a very interesting set of circumstances that came out where I was making a reference to the Boondock Saints movie, which is about, you know, two white Irish guys. And, uh, she heard that as a reference to the Boondocks cartoon, which is about, uh, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of guys <laughs> down in, uh, yeah. down in the boondocks, as it were. Uh, which is absolutely, it's a hilarious show, by the way. You should totally check it out if you haven't seen it, but you'll get the reference at that point. Totally not, uh, you know, intent, intentionally derogatory by any stretch. No, but, you know, I just want to bring this up on the, on, on here is because I listened to it. I I listened to that podcast three times. Is that interesting? I listened to it when I was in the car, when I was in I was folding laundry, when I was doing dishes. So, you, you know, I mean, if that's the case, I've said it three times. I mean, it's not big of the issue. You need to stop taking stuff out of content and be real. Be grown up. Don't be stupid. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So, but enough about that. Well, I'll let that go. <laughs> well, unless you got something else to say about it. No, it's good. I just, uh, it's just really funny how, and I mean, we all, we all say it in the, in the industry all the time. And, you know, anybody that's putting out public content, like, as soon as you give somebody, you know, an anonymity behind a computer screen and, you know, a free account to, you know, and a free place for you to just post whatever you want, then, you know, of course the idiots are going to be irresponsible. Same thing on Xbox Live. You got it. <laughs> I know you know what I mean. But uh, there's another thing that uh, I've been wanting to ask you for a minute, and um, and uh, I'm doing here on the podcast that's, you know, be, you know, be up front about it. Jay Boosh. To me, why is he such an angry, angry man? So I mean, <laughs> that cat begin pissed. I mean, like some stuff he be putting out on Twitter I'm, is. I mean, he's funny as hell, but sometimes I wonder. It's like, man, he's one angry Canadian, and I was like, why is he so mad all the time? He, yeah, he's a. It's actually just part of his personality. Like it's it's so funny because, um, like I I love this man to death. It's it's so so strange. How, you know, when, when we, when we, and, and we were able to bring him to Toronto, thanks to all of our listeners, which was uh, an unbelievable thing. And still to this day, we're always going to be indebted to our listeners for it. But, you know, it was, he and I have just hit it off so much in all of the episodes, you know, that we've done together and all the conversations that we've had and, you know, inside and outside, you know, of the actual cast. And it's like, it's amazing how much you get to know these people, you know, and, it's it's just you know so when he came to toronto it was like we it was like we were just best friends right off the bat you know and he, he the thing you need to understand about jay is that he has such a short so it's it's a it's a unique combination of a short temper right loud mouth <laughs> and goldfish memory Okay, so so this this is really messed up because he'll he'll very uh, quickly he'll he'll be, he'll get angry really quickly and he'll friggin' tell you right about it and then as soon as he's done he just forgets that it ever happened like it's so funny so once you take him with that grain of salt and you understand that you know oh 
God, some of the shit that comes out of his mouth is just priceless. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I said, Jay Boos, if you ever listen to this podcast, I'm not making fun of you, man. It's just his personality. Draw, that's another thing that draws me into the into the 18. Is, you know, it's like, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? And then when he says it, I roll. It's great. Yeah. Love it. I'm, if you haven't listened to 18, you guys need to go check him out. I, I say go listen to it for 1 to 62. It's worth it. It's worth every penny to me. Yeah. And, you know, because I have, right now, um, um I've been still listening to your recent ones, but I've gone back and listened to all your other ones, and I'm about, like, 31, 32 so far. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm trying to catch up, you know, trying to get another 30 more to go. So the, but, so uh, you got through you got through some of our worst and best then yeah. by that point. Yeah, so, and, and, you know, because, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I try to take some pointers from, you know, most of you, you know, from you, you know, and, um, you know, ideas, stuff like that and everything. You know, that's, you know, that's what I believe is, you know, you listen to other podcasts, you know, you try to, you know, get, you know, other information, you know, see what draw people in. And, you know, that's why I try to add on to here because, you know, I want, you know, basically, you know, the same type of atmosphere, you know, vibe, you know, as y'all do, but still have my own type of flavor right behind it. So, you know, you know, like like me mostly, like when I do some other podcasts, like when I'm alone, when I do a Friday Night Magic King, you know, I put some hip hop in there, you know, and yeah, you know, you know, get it popping, you know, I get all that email and say, man, thanks for the commute to work, the hip hop music in the background, and you and you talking, you know, that help me, you know, help me get, you know, get through the rush hour, you know, so that makes me feel good inside. I'm helping other people and stuff. So, and your comment, sexual chocolate voice. I'm telling you, it's killing. You get you get me to work every day, Tyrone. <laughs> Every day. Sorry. Man. Yeah. Not could, mocking anybody. He gets me there too. And yeah. back. Scott says mean, the same God, thing. Filthy. <laughs> you said that. Uh, what was that comment that you made about? Uh, I can't remember. I would listen to you read the phone book. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> when, 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 I, when I heard that, I was hurting, man. I was hurting. My chest was hurting. I was laughing so hard. I, could, I can't believe you just said that. It was hilarious. I got a lot of good emails on that too when you said that. You know, everybody was blowing me up. So you listen to the A team, like, no. So why is that? He gave you a shot on there. You gotta check it out. So I go in there, check it out. I zoomed through it, and he said it. I was rolling. My wife was looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, what is so funny? So you just don't get it. You just don't get it. And, you know, because like back in my um, hometown, in Indianapolis, there's a and midnight, midnight to three a.m. There's a the um, what's called um quiet storm, and the DJ name is Tyrone. So you know, you know so that's. Like, yo, what's up, ladies? This is the Smooth Groove here on the Quiet Storm on 103.9 FM, you know. So, you know, I try to yeah. carry that flavor on to it, you know, stuff. So it's quite hilarious. Everybody told me I should be on radio, but that's just too much stuff. I just do podcasts. I edit myself out when I need to. It's like internet radio anyway. It's all okay. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Brainstorm. Uh, now we're going to jump into the werewolves, basically the dark side of magic. Uh, Innistrad, mostly, um, I'm probably sure there was probably werewolves a long time ago, maybe. Someone was telling me, but uh, basically we're going to touch on the basis of now. All right, Mr. Sky Matt, werewolves, this time, uh, this standard, how do you feel about it? Um, it's, it's an interesting place, like, if you're talking about, 
you know, an FNM deck that you want to go out and, and, you know, run, <laughs> run tables with, then you could probably build something that's, that's generally strong. Um, but I think that they need to be placed in a meta where people aren't aggressively hitting out tokens with Ratchet Bomb. Like, my only major vice right now, uh, with Werewolves is that, you know, unless you're playing cards, like, you need to play, like, the Moon Mist. Exactly. And you absolutely need to play them. Like, there's, there's no question. In order to make them, them viable at this point. Uh, I think there's some interesting stuff happening with werewolves, like some of the werewolves in particular in block. And I think that, you know, when you look at those lists, you're really going to see, you know, a lot of exciting stuff. But I think that the fact that the werewolves can be flipped over and then destroyed by Ratchet Bomb at zero is a really tough pill for me personally to swallow and it's probably one of the reasons why you're not we're not seeing it already broken out in the major like the star city circuit or something yeah but i mean like if if your metagame isn't wise to that then you should totally drive a transport truck through that hole man because the mana efficiency that you're able to get out of these cards is actually something turn five hit number 36 go ahead jones (laughs) With the Ratchet Bomb thing, I actually have a... In your opinion, with an entire mechanic being put out into the game like this, I mean, just assuming they want us to play Werewolves, and assuming that the developers of the game would want us, and not just us, but the upper-level players, to use them in games, what sort of answers do you think they can come up with that Ratchet Bomb in the future? Do Do you think that Ancient Grudge is there like, oh, you've got that, you should be good? Yeah, well, I think that Ancient Grudge is a big piece of that. Um, but, I mean, it's a matter of recognizing what your deficiencies are as a deck and just, you know, hedging your bets. Full yeah. Moon's Rise accommodates that too, right? Because you can just sack Full Moon's Rise to regenerate all your werewolves from the Ratchet Bomb anyway. So, yeah. you know, like, it gets there. Um, you know, I would... You're obviously a creature strategy, right? So you're going to be susceptible to all of those traditional things. I'm really interested to see what comes back um, you know, in, in what comes in, in Dark Ascension. The challenge that I see with the werewolves is that it's really easy, I suspect it will be really easy to trigger, you know, the two spell flip, the two spell return, uh, especially with all of the insane flashback stuff that's coming down the pipe. Right. So I'm, I'm assuming that there's going to be some, some bonkers werewolves that are going to come out, which are going to, you know, help to push the archetype. But, you know, I'd really like to see like a uh, a green enchantment or something, something to the, you know, something like City of Solitude or whatever that says you can only play spells on your turn, something like that, or uh, uh, or like, like an arcane, like an arcane lab, like if yeah, they can reprint that. So then, like the you can't reflip the werewolves, like that to me seems like something that could be really exciting. Like, that would push yeah, us into the atmosphere. I don't grand know. Abolisher <laughs> type of grand abolisher yeah. type of um, mechanic. Put in there and stuff, so. Yeah. Nice. So, could be interesting. But I think Ancient Grudge is a big one, yeah. Like, if if it's an issue uh, in your metagame, you should just pack four Ancient Grudge in your sideboard. And even if you want to main deck some of it, then you could probably get away with it. But uh, it's it's totally dependent on what you're playing um, against, right? Can you um, explain yeah. to them what Ancient Grudge is? Just for some who don't sure. know. Sure. 
Sure. Ancient Grudge is a, it's an instant speed spell. Uh, it's a common in Innistrad. It's a reprint from a previous set. Uh, time Spiral, if I'm not mistaken. So it's one red and one to cast. And it's just, just simply destroy target artifact. But what makes it really exciting is it has flashback uh, for one green mana. There you go. I love the card. I destroy worm curls with those. Blam. Hit it once. Yeah. Slide it. Hit it twice. Get rid of the death touch. I'll, I'll let you keep the life link because I can get your life back down. It's the death touch stuff that gets me, so... Yeah, but um, um, well, see, that's interesting to me because I'm a big tribal player, and werewolves are something that, even though I haven't built a deck since Innistrad's come out, you know, theoretically that'll happen again one day. Uh, so that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at werewolves. I'm looking at zombies, and uh, zombies look like the strategy is there, but really, like you were saying with Grimgrin a minute ago, like they're really parts of other combo strategies. There's not really. I mean, you can build a zombie tribal deck, and it'll maybe win, but I, I don't see it taking any, like, tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could do fine at FNM. Like, the zombie self-mill yeah, deck yeah. Is, is probably fine. Um, you know, playing the uh, the Ruinators, but most importantly, the Stitch Drake, I think, is really, you know, the major card there. Um, really? Oh, yeah. That guy's a beating. Um, especially considering the fact that but I mean, so it, 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 it all revolves around dismember, right? But um, the fe- like he's he's seeing play as a one of and then three of in the sideboard in the illusions decks because like he's a three four flyer for three mana, yeah, which is really strong since you know we don't have you know like our our bolt steel two or three maybe like brimstone volley maybe doomblade sure but like he's a, he's a three four flyer guys for yeah. three mana. And in a zombie tribal deck, I mean, he's going to feasibly be bigger than that if things are going right. Yeah, so it's so I, I, I like him. Um, I mean, you've got the other bigger ones, too. Uh, you got the Ruinator, obviously, which is the Mythic, but I think there's another one at Uncommon or something for six that exiles one creature card or two or something like that, and he's like a, like a Mahamodi Jin, like a 5-6 on the ground or something. But anyways, the... I, I like the the concept of a self mill deck uh, for the zombies. I think unless, like you said, you're going to go like heartless summoning route and do something off the charts. Yeah. Uh, see, that's that's kind of stuff I, I think with their, uh, that magic's trying to do. They're trying to slow it down a little bit. So <laughs> you you say that, and then they yeah. printed like two two twos for one mana yeah, in the last two sets. <laughs> Well, I said they're, they're trying. I said they are, uh, or or they're making pretend like okay, we're trying to slow the format down. Because what I've been noticing, you know, like I said, I don't see a lot of people playing werewolves, but like like here at my game, only person that plays Ratchet Bomb is my son in, in the deck that I made him. Everybody else is mostly they use usually more of flash freezes type of deal, you know, just try to counter for it comes in. A lot of people they sure. like using a lot of uh, Snapcaster Mages, basically, and um, the wolf runs, of course. But one thing I noticed lately is that a lot of people are shying away from Solar Flare. I have. I, I played that. It's an awesome deck. I love it. But for some reason, I was just like, I need to do something different. And I'd never seen a woman play Werewolf. So I was like, let me be the one. I mean, I was playing, what was it, the other day. I was just play testing the way I had. I changed my deck up since last time. I, you said you got the list up on the, on the, on the window. And... I was playing. He was playing. Um, I think it was yeah, green white tokens, and uh, with you know with the vigilance and um, 
uh, uh, Blaze Spicers and stuff. But I ended up hitting him. I think it was on turn five or turn six. You know, from thirty eight. With wow. the, um, with wow. the uh, instigator gangs, and but, but the main card that actually helped me hit him that much was Friction Metamorph, because I copied my uh, my mayor, then I copied my instigator gang. Oh, we had a drop call, so uh. Just had to do a little little sound editing. You, you probably heard a little bit of um, Pete Rock and um, on a on a little switch sound uh, reminisce. But anyway, get back to what I was talking about. Uh, I was talking about I was playing the other day, and I was using my Frank's Money Morph. I was able to hit the guy I was playing with for a 38. You know, so to me, a uh, uh, Frank's Metamorph and a Death of Tom Tom to me are like the big big dogs in there because when they see your colors, they always bounce on. Want to just throw in flash freezes? So basically, you know that first metamorph. That's my main card because normally everybody who runs uh, if you run mana leaks takes all the mana leaks out and switch them with flash freezes. You may get the one that might keep two of each, but normally everybody plays against a uh, sideboard four. So a first metamorph can come in to help you know run in the end. So basically, to me, the first metamorph is the big thing on the deck. I was play testing uh, this deck earlier before we uh, jump on the podcast. And uh, Birds of Paradise was another big card that that helped me out in this day. But um, I got um, been saying you know take you know both of your advice and what y'all think. I put in um, you know it's like to me the Warbird deck is kind of reminds me of like a Reddit Wins type deck. Like you know you, if you run out of cards, basically you run out of steam, and pretty much you know that's pretty much it. So um, I threw in. So let me see where they go. Uh, I threw in uh, Make a Wish to um, pull random cards out because like last week when I was playing, they were just burning me, burning me, burning me, and I had to use up all my moon mess and stuff like that. And I needed to get those cards back in. To me. And I was thinking about trying to see if Make a Wish would help. Um, you know, there's an insight on you from you, Mac and uh, Jones. We got to think about you know that people playing those type of cards and you know in their type werewolf decks. I would probably try Noxious Revival. Uh, I know th- I know that you're getting uh, two cards at random from Make-A-Wish, right. but it's like four mana sorcery. just seems like it's a lot to do. Like, it's a lot of mana. Right. And especially if it's on your turn. Uh, Noxious Revival is one Phyrexian green mana instant, and uh, you can put a target card from a player's graveyard on top of their deck. So you can whip that out, like, end step their turn to rig your draw. Conversely, it also kind of doubles as pseudo-graveyard hate, because, you know, if they want to cast Snapcaster Mage and give something flashback or whatever, right. you can just, like, Noxious Revival it in response if you need to. But, I mean, that's just sort of like, it's it's a cute little Medina trick, but if that's what you're looking to do, is to bring cards back from your graveyard, yes. you're trying to make the most of your mana as most as best as possible, especially because, you know, the the werewolf creatures are so mana efficient, right? Right, exactly. Um, I think the highest one in here is four. Everything else yeah. is either one, you know, one colorless, one green, one red. The Like, the mayor is one force, one plane. The outlaw that one's one and three. I mean, uh, one and two, two red mana. Then the yeah, werewolves are pretty cheap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that, you know, only the uh, the instigators are 
they're like four and yeah. one, right? Well, there are higher ones. There are five and six, but they they don't have no abilities. They're just big hit, big hit. Yeah, all the like six, all the best sevens. ones are the lowest. Yeah, six sevens and stuff like that and everything. But uh, you know that's that that's that's what I need to try to do. I need to try to bring the cards from my graveyard back into my hand or whatever because. When they when they hit me like that, that means I'm able, you know. Okay, you think get rid of my creatures, bam, to slap you across your face. Play this, put it back, drawed it, putting it back in, you know, playing again. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So you know, I'm just trying to think of a way to do that. Have you uh, have you tried Daybreak Ranger? Uh, I that's what I put. I took Daybreak Ranger. We out. mentioned that last week. Yeah. I or well, on the failed recording, we were. Uh, <laughs> Me and Chris were telling him to try Daybreak. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah. I did. I did try Daybreak Ranger. I took those out and put in the Birds of Paradise. So, my only feedback to that is, like, if there was another one-drop werewolf or a, a, a good two-drop werewolf that's not Mare, um, like, you're already playing Rampant Growth. Right. So, you could probably... So, birds are probably fine... You could probably, I mean, you just said the mana curve is is really low. You could probably just make those three rampant growths, um, three of the Daybreak Rangers, and it would help. Not only would it pick off like Delvers and stuff, mm-hmm. which are which is a thing, but you, like, I mean, if you can flip him, you just don't lose to creature decks, right? Right. Yeah. Just you fight. Anybody, you know, it's about it's one red. Ridiculous, yeah, right? It's, it's especially, very nice. especially with all of your your pump effects that you've got going on. Mm-hmm. So I would probably, if it were me, I would try cutting. I would try cutting the rampant growths um, because the birds at one are, are fine, but you're doubling up on rampant growth, especially since you're not ramping up to six or anything. Right. So try, and then that also increases your creature density, which would make you mulligan less. Right. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, that's I'm, I'm, I want to speed it up. You know, I see a lot of other people. Um, I just had this card, and I don't know what it did, but it's the so it's a new fraction. It's a common. It's one one red, but you sacrifice the creature, then you get to put out three. Uh, then you get three red mana. I had had the card next to me. Uh, I think Sadie grabbed it and chewed on it or something. So. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea where it is. So, but um, I mean that. I mean, I was thinking about you know, way maybe getting cards. I was even thinking of the priest of uh, R. Brooks. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about using him, and you know, bring him out. You know, pay you know, use him, then able to bring on the outlaw. You know, on that turn, you know, stuff. You know, think about many different ways to doing that, but you know, but it still can kind of get rid of the uh, you know werewolf type of deal. So. So basically, keep keep the birds, drop the rapid growth, throw in a daybreaker in there. Yeah, I tried that. Try Just it. try it. And I mean, yeah. And even if you wanted to um, run it, like if you if you're running out of full moons rise, like you should probably have full moons rise in the side, another full moons rise in the sideboard. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what matchups you're bringing adaptive automaton in for, but like three mana for the Lord just seems. It feels like it's probably slow. But if you were to 
just trying to. I, again, I don't know your meta all that well, right? So it's tough for me to say. But like main decking an ancient grudge or two may not be terrible, or maybe you just main deck a beast within as a catch-all okay. or something. You know what I mean? Like it. It just seems like you're well positioned to demolish things like tokens and illusions. I mean, by playing you know three arc trails main along with the two brimstone volleys, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, brimstone volleys. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. The um, I took out. I took out the. The shocks. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, well, like all the decks I see, normally everybody plays shocks. Well, I want to get away from that. You know, I think more of the volleys and the art trails will be able to handle what the shocks would do because the art trails you get two for one. So always. And then like then with the the brimstone volley, that's mostly emergency. You know, emergency pop. It's like okay, I got no other answer. You know, maybe destroy one, hit you for five. You know, maybe you know, kind of stuff like that. Because if, if usually most games I won, Bristol Valley is the, usually the card that helps me win the game. So I get them close with the with the wolves down. They destroy them all. They're down to four. Then I put up one. They get rid of it with the ratchet bomb, and I slam them with a the Bristol Valley for game. You know, stuff yeah. you know, stuff like that. I try to do, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna try. It. I was also thinking about the, the rabbit gross. Kind of this so, slow down a little bit, so. So I'm looking at, so I'm looking at something else here. So I'm looking at your rampant growth, right. and I'm realizing that the reason that they're so important and working well for you is because you're only playing 23 lands. Yeah. With two of those lands being ghost quarters, that potentially you are sacrificing is probably a little light. Yeah. So if you were to try, uh. If you turn the rampant growths into like a mountain and a forest, and yeah, and if you want beast another another volley, maybe is fine. Volley, yeah, volley or beast, yeah, probably good. Yeah, either one, um, and then make the change the make a wishes to noxious revivals, and it may speed it up a little. Yeah, I would definitely definitely try that. You heard it here so first. Do you run twenty-four land in a sixty-card deck? Uh, it, de- it depends. Uh, it's, it it has more to do with what the deck's trying to accomplish. I think for me, um, I would feel comfortable running twenty-four land in this deck. I think with four birds and the low curve that you've got, but I certainly wouldn't trust myself to play any less than that. And if that were the case, I wouldn't be running ghost quarters, like just because, like I. I That's hate more of a sideboard card for myself as well. Hey, don't get me wrong. There is enough lands in standard right now that ghost quarters yeah. are required. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I believe I'm, that in at least one, maybe two, fine. Eight. But I think the issue is is that you have to play the ghost quarters in anticipation to say I may need to use this at any given moment, uh, and it shouldn't be a crutch in your mana base. Right. So I'm thinking about maybe. Because they were in my sideboard, then I put them in the main. So I was thinking about probably putting them back and turn some other stuff up. So, but I'm definitely going, definitely going to look at that. What's up? I used to you about to say something. <laughs> I have a really, I have a really skewed perspective. I think though too, because like about lands and sideboard, um, I, I'm naturally a control player, uh, but I, you know, I could flex into you know good mid range. You know, aggro controls yeah. type strategies as well. Um, I don't play a lot of just balls out aggro, 
But I do lands in my sideboard all the time as, con- in, as a control deck because in those control matchups, never missing a land drop is almost as valuable as always having a counterspell. Exactly. So um, I, I often will put lands in my sideboard. I question the capacity of, or, or the intelligence of putting lands in the sideboard in an aggro deck. And I don't know. I'm, I may be totally wrong. And, dude, this is why I miss Smitty because he's Mr. Aggro. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. But – but it's just it's it's food for thought, right? Because you sideboarding is a, is a terrible, terrible art, and it has taken me like seventeen years of playing this game to finally get my head around what why am I putting cards in my sideboard? Like, what are they accomplishing? You know, and trying to make the most out of it. There's been some really good articles, and I'll, I just see if I can find them. I think Mike Flores has written friggin' half of them. Truth be told on five with com is his blog. And some of his older stuff before he started writing for star city was absolutely amazing for value for stuff like this. I've just filled my Mike Flores quota. So <laughs> huh. yeah. yeah. Hey Mike. Um, yeah, but I'll you know, out his stuff there's, earlier too. yeah, but like sideboarding is, is an art form. It's, it's pretty sick. It is. And that's why you see, like when you look at pro sideboards, a lot of them is just random. Like they just seem like, what the hell? Like there's one here, one there, but I mean, they all have to come in, right? They all have to have a purpose, otherwise they're just wasting space. Exactly. And, and uh, I always try to make a plan with mine. Sometimes, I, sometimes I, I do pretty good. My um, the deck that I made for my son, it's you know, it's just something that's totally off the wall, and what you know, mixed with um, it's a it's a red blue with uh with um Shining Fingersons and Mind Shriekers and Sword of Feeds of Famines. So it's it does work kicks my butt all the time but uh if you miss that i'm telling you with this deck that you know even with these changes with the werewolf deck if you miss a turn if you don't get your call you, you might just go ahead and scoop because you're not going to win i can say that for a fact because like i said if you give me if you give me the turn seven you're done if you give me the turn five hit you for 36 if you can't stop it so i really like i really like the moon mist interaction where you basically sit there and be like yeah i got a bunch of little guys yeah. come on and attack yeah. you know you're like no blocks moon mist you're dead. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That, that's uh, that's a good thing about playing a werewolf. I mean, if you if you're people out there, if you're in your area, and a lot of beat it, like you said, I haven't seen no not one person play a werewolf. I've seen people play a reckless wife just because it's a one drop in some red decks. But actually playing a full out werewolf deck, you don't you don't see that. You'll catch people off guard. I mean, I have people um, playing against white, playing against. Uh, you know, mono black, they, they weren't expecting this. I mean, just come in, like, go ahead and attack. You know, they'll come in with their Volt Scourges and their, uh, um, what's his, um, Fresh, Fresh and Crusaders. You know, give me, like, six boys encounters. They attack with all their stuff. Give me the nine. In the turn, Moomis come in with, uh, uh, an Instigator Gang and, and my, an Outlaw and everybody else and swing for 36. That's what I mean, so. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the and, love- and you don't even have to wait, right? Yeah. Like, like moon mist, like it's fog too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's the fog. Yeah, basically, yeah. all damage that would. But, but see, the key word is combat damage. Yeah, and yeah. That, that that's the part that was giving me sometimes when they like destroy, like ha like oh shit, it's not combat damage. Like damn, <laughs> it's not it's not a good fall, but it's the part is when you block, then you moon mist transform everybody. They're like crap. So the yeah. next turn, then it's like, how much you hit me for? And I count. All right, play this card. Hit you for such and such, and like, okay, game, you know. And and the look on their face. I mean, no offense to uh, pale people, but 
and you know you try not try not to show your emotion so much because so most people in, um, I play magic with you know they don't like the sun, but uh, no offense, dark, <laughs> but uh, they when when I do that to them they look like Santa Claus with bright red cheeks and just yeah. start shaking. I'm like, hey, you know you've been with my butt for the past two months. Now it's about time for you get get your butt whooping. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's about it. But um. That's enough on the World of Dex. Just, if you want any more information, um, you guys can go on and uh, check on the website. I have a link up there, and I will put Scotty Max things in there. But, uh, Matt, we still have your Tesseract deck on the website. You know, if you have any, any new any new update information, decks you're trying to try, whatever, that you know what other people see, man, send me the link, and uh, I'll, put on, I'll put it on, up there on the website. Because, you know, you sure. got your own little spot up there, so, you know, you know that's like your little Hall of Fame up there, so. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I, uh, I just uh, actually, it's funny. I, I've always just Tezzeret is just so good. Like, I, it's just I played Solar Flare for a while, and then Shaheen Sarani basically came through for me, and he's, you know, decided to say, you know, it's really good still. And so I was playing his list for quite some time, and you know, he, we had him on the podcast as well, right? And uh, just before Worlds, and and it was awesome. Just he is a one hell of a guy too. And so he's he was sharing with us his his most recent lists, and they were pretty strong. And I was playing those for a long time. And actually, just tonight, um, I happened to watch Frank Lepore's uh, TCG video series. I watched those week. too. Yeah, very good. Yeah. He put up some Tezzeret lists, and he's basically what he's done is he's taken uh, uh, Shouta Yusuka's list, who's like Mr. Tezzeret. Like that guy plays Tezzeret in every format possible. Is it the Japanese ridiculous. player? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So he basically, so Frank took his deck, changed like three cards, and uh, and basically ran the gamut with it. And so I, I was watching the videos. They looked really good. I just sleeved up the deck tonight. Uh-huh, like just. Nice. You got to let me know how that goes, man. Yeah. You know, definitely, definitely let me know how that goes. So um, on on the next account, uh, we're gonna jump to the duels of plane walkers. You know, okay. this is a big thing now. But one thing that I'll say before we start about it, people, if you got duels of plane walkers, no offense, Sky Matt, but down, if you don't buy the decks, download the expansion so we can play. Because it sucks trying to find a game like you know you get like thirty people in there, then you got like four X's and all the other boxes are empty because you can't play because no one else can download expansion that. For you to play against it is free. You don't have to buy the decks yeah, to play. There's it, a so. free multiplayer expansion just so you can oh, okay, see cool. the decks and play against them. Yeah, you don't have to buy the decks, but you still can play against the decks. So nice. this is how it goes. I haven't I haven't powered up my Xbox since I moved, uh, so yeah. that'll happen. That'll happen yeah. over Christmas though, because Assassin's Creed will come under my Christmas tree and I will disappear for. A, a week or two. Definitely, definitely let me know how that goes because I, I like the game. I haven't got a chance. Got it yet? I've been stuck on Skyrim too long. Mm, it, yeah. it, I value my marriage. I've stayed away from that game. Yeah, see, um, I'm a retired military, so I stay at home with my daughter, so I have the time. Yeah, but, uh, my uh, my wife is actually we we went out. at funny story segue here, but uh, she. <laughs> So we have a running gag, and she knows that I, I try really hard to to not get into like I, I she gives me one game a year, you know, not counting the Christmas, but like over the years she'll give me one game. So traditionally they've been Dragon Age, Dragon Age Two, <laughs> Mass Effect Two, yes. you know, like because because yes. I'm like an I'm an RPG addict. Me too. You know, me too. I'm a, my name is Scott, and I'm I'm an RPG aholic. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. 
I've I've intentionally avoided Skyrim, so that's fine. I had Fallout going for a while, Fallout Three and New, and New Vegas, so they were taking some time. Recently, it was Dead Island as well. So you know, I've I'm due for a big one this year, and I'm I have a buddy of mine that's hooking me up with Diablo Three. Oh, oh, oh there's you, your own right now. Welcome to the brainstorm. Diablo Three Starfire. <laughs> trying really hard not to just like I'm really trying to put off the whole acquiring the game from him and installing it on my computer because my biggest concern at first and my justification was I'm it's okay because I'll have to buy a new computer and I won't be able to play it without buying a new computer and that's fine so it's going to put off me playing the game and I won't have to worry about it and I won't you know get divorced yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, apparently I can run it on my computer, so I may be in trouble. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're, um, you you want to talk about Diablo Master? Jones mm. is that man. Yeah. 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 I was a. I've been a Diablo addict for quite some time. I haven't played Diablo one. Yeah. Yeah. See, now you got a question. Like, uh, I don't know how it is with Dart, but uh, I know he probably gets tired. Like, Jones, I keep on calling. <laughs> Uh, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, but um, uh, it's just just a habit. But um, I'm talking about with Jones. You know, we get on the computer and I'm playing. Like uh, Jones, with this Jones, how you make that Jones? We go here, Jones, and and it's like a like like a rhythm. Da 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 this, da da that. He makes this this rune, that rune is a high rune, this low rune. Go this rune, go here. It's just like he's like a walking Diablo psychopedia. So wow, and and he he does not a miss a beat. It's a problem, he it's says. It's a really big problem. And it's not <laughs> just Diablo. No, it's everything. Anything. 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 My brain soaks this shit up like a sponge. If it were useful and something, you know, hmm, I could make money off of in one ear at the other. I'd have, you know, fuck, give me magic Xbox, I'll soak it up. Look, I can just I can retain ask, that shit. I can ask this cat, how do you make the water go the other way? He probably could tell me. I mean, I mean, it's like that is amazing. But um, go ahead and uh, we're talking about Duels of Planeswalkers. Uh, we haven't started on it, but Jones is our our platform uh, about magic, and and uh, we're gonna let him get into his ordeal about the zombie expansion on it. And then the white red, but we're gonna start with the darkness first. So Jones, go ahead so, and relay in, you know, what you what's going on with that uh Duels of Planeswalkers. Well, uh a couple weeks ago they released a little expansion or it was just a little deck booster. Came with two decks, a white red deck and a uh mono black zombie deck. Uh the first expansion had like another little mini campaign and it gave you the ability to play as the arch enemy and like a couple of other little frills as such as challenges. This didn't come with any of that. This is just new decks. Mm-hmm. And a couple of gamers that I play with, their first reaction was to complain about that. But for me, it, it made me excited about it because that means they don't have to do a big release hoo-ha every time they want to release a couple of new decks. It doesn't have to be three new decks new levels, new challenges, new something to the game, new frill here. Like, yeah, do that every once in a while. Like, do a new full expansion every time you all do another expansion in the block of the card game. That's great. It's a great promotional advice. Uh, it's a great uh, promotional tool. Get people interested in your new expansion. Get people back into your game. 
make a little money off of it. Uh, but in the meantime, make a little more money by selling us decks. I'll, I'll buy them. I think it's a nice little way. They're only three bucks for two new decks. When was the last time you paid three bucks and got two decks when playing the card game? So, uh, was that a long enough rant for y'all not to intercede? Anyway. It's <laughs> good. Uh, but yeah, I'll go over the white-red deck first, cause it, it's good. It just, the other deck is a zombie deck, so this one just frankly doesn't interest me as much. It has the dreaded and evil, uh, full set of four squadron hawks. Um, the purpose of the deck is basically a combination of aggro and life gain utility. Uh, main creature control, uh, path to exile, you get three of them. There's three soul wardens in the deck for life gain. Um, probably your main source of life gain. You got a couple of, uh, wow, slur. A couple of Ajani's pride mates, which can potentially be your best kill card, but there's only two of them in the deck, which is kind of frustrating. But like I, like I've said before, they, they don't build these decks to be as powerful as possible. They build them to have a couple of combos, a couple of win strategies, but they want you to get a taste of magic. They don't want it to be just... They're providing a better balance in 2012, I believe, than they did in the previous Duels of the Planeswalkers, so it's not really a big deal if a deck doesn't have four of the most powerful card. It it has a couple. It'll it'll run. Uh, so you got pretty much a smattering of all your white-red cards. I have to really lean in to be able to read these. Boros Swiftblade, Ceridon Yearling, got a couple of Leonin Sun Standards in there. Basically, like I said, Squadron Hawks. Uh, you use life gain mechanics like with the Ajani's Pride Mate. You also have two Searing Meditation in there, which doesn't seem like it would be that potent of a card, but in a two-headed giant game, when you have other players defending you and really doing the creature control on the table and you're free to sit back with this deck and just kind of feed uh, mana into Searing Meditation, you can control the board. It's happened to us a couple of times. Uh, so, completely feasible strategy and really effective. Anything else you have to say about this de- deck, Nap? You haven't seen it, Scotty? No, I haven't seen it. No, it's, it's, right. it's, <laughs> I did it to you. It's, okay. <laughs> it's all good. It just happened. It's our, our double lives. But, um... No, it's it's a it's a badass deck, man. I'm telling you right now. Just I don't think it, it's very potent in single player, no. but I think it's very powerful as a paired up in two headed giant with the right deck. In, uh, in, a, in a way, it is in single player. You just have that certain predicament. Um, like every time I played against it, I was just lucky. I, I was playing the red white, but I was lucky enough to uh, get um. The the white the white card that destroys all destroys all um freaking um oh, what's in the card uh destroys all non white creatures five. Five. yeah uh, that's one way you can win with that deck but compared to new ones yeah some you know some of the, the other colors the the Jace decks that and it's it's but the deck is really good. But like 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 we were talking about before, if you run that double on two head giant, just go ahead and turn off your Xbox or go back to the dashboard because that deck is freaking nasty. I'm glad it brought it. Up. I think it just pairs up well. Yeah, I think you can use it really well 
in combination with the new zombie deck, it works. Well, I mean, just because the zombie deck can control, can, wow, I can't freaking talk today, can control the creatures while you use the life gain mechanic to control the rest of the board. And of course, the zombie deck puts out so many creatures that you can really feed off of that life gain. Um, it also works really good with the white green and the red blue. Uh, the red blue, it just kind of has to go off, right? It's really just a can't stand that deck. That deck is you've got to have you've got to have more creatures in your white red deck if you're going to be playing with the red blue deck because that's the big weakness of that deck. Uh, it just kind of slow and it doesn't even really have that powerful of combos to back it up. It just seems to work well when used with the right pairing of a deck. Okay, well. Enough with the white red deck, because like I said, it's good, but it doesn't have zombies. If you want to find out more about so, it, go buy the deck and go play it. <laughs> yeah, three, 320 Microsoft points, I think. It's either... I think it might have been 240 which is 3 bucks. Uh, 320 is 4 bucks. Right. I want to say it was 240 which, I mean, the price it, is... It, it's, uh, it's 240 it's three two, bucks, like on PlayStation and Steam too. I'm not positive, but it's, it's good enough estimate. Then, but if you want to unlock the deck, uh, it's another eighty, another eighty, so three twenty. You want to get mean, it, unlock it, so you, you can unlock it by playing it. So you don't have to spend more money. But I uh, did. Uh, I was too lazy to play with it. I want it right now. I right now, <laughs> I used it immediately. As this is just uh, how it is. Yeah, I see your. Uh, you commented about skin render on the chat bubble, and yeah, there's a couple of skin renders in this zombie deck. Uh, Very potent. I have a lot of fun with Phil playing this deck, two-headed giant, just with another zombie deck. It pairs up with either of the black decks well. It pairs up... There's a couple of strategies to use, but I just think the most fun way to do it is to run the two zombie decks. And really, the only cards that feed off of each other are the... Let me see here. I'm not an encyclopedia with this deck quite yet. Don't remember all the names. Uh, the Lord of the Undead. The other zombie creatures get plus one, plus one. Uh, we actually had a weird glitch mechanic where they, Phil and I played them on the same turn, uh, hoping that they would boost each other up to make them tougher against uh, our opponent's burn spells. But uh, because they had a Searing Meditation out, we didn't want to just have them be able to use that and kill them. So, uh, but they didn't work, so little glitch, but it's okay to have that little stuff when they're trying to pump out this much content. A lot of programming goes into this game, so they're allowed to make mistakes. As far as I haven't uh, seen the flute cars in here yet. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure... <laughs> yeah, that don't, don't be, get me started on That might be too annoying. wonder how much of that... It makes you wonder how much of that programming kind of overlaps with Moto too, right? Yeah. Like I know they're done by two radically different companies. Like there's a separate yeah. company that develops duels, but I mean, like how much of that coding or advice do you think gets passed over? Uh, well, I I was thinking I, I had pondered that as well because there's got to be some coordination between the developers because all of the duels of the Planeswalkers decks are available on on, on MTGO. Yeah. Like you can get them in those Planeswalker plaque plaques. Damn, I can't talk. Uh, those Planeswalker packs and uh, play them on MTGO in the Planeswalker format. So they're available that way, or you can play duels on Steam, and I think there's a couple of other download services that have it. Uh, 
<coughs> so there's plenty of options. But uh, the only other cards that really feed off of each other, as far as using two of them in a two-headed giant game, are the they brought back the soulless ones, which are the uh, the equivalent of the thing that's the elf avatar and the elf deck in duels. It's the uh, three colorless, one black, soulless ones, power and toughness are each equal to the number of zombies on the battlefield plus the number of zombie cards in all graveyards. Nice. When you're rocking dual zombie decks, those can get pretty big pretty quick. Yeah. We, we need to try that later on, man. I want to see how that works. I haven't actually did a whole thing. I'll play a zombie deck. To, I, I do want to see how that, how that, how that works. We can play some uh, tonight if you want. The best part of those decks is uh, is that the zombie decks are kind of... They, they're not quick, and a lot of the other decks in this game are. Uh so every time we play, and every time we've won, our opponents have always come out to like a, a quick early lead, like taking us down to like 12 in a couple of turns, or even like closer than that, and then just as soon as any momentum is gained, like just zombies just slowly steamroll them over. There's so much control in this deck, and if you let us get going, there's just no... We can pump out three, four zombies a turn. There's Grave Titans, there's Endless Ranks of the Dead, which is, uh, let me bring that one up. It's an enchantment. Uh, two colorless, two black. At the beginning of your upkeep, put X, two, two black zombie creature tokens onto the battlefield where X is half the number of zombies you control rounded down. This thing can put out some zombies. Damn it, I keep closing that window instead of zooming out. Sorry. Uh, but that, it also has Call to the Grave, which is, um, all sorts of unorganized. Yeah, um, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices a non-zombie creature. At the beginning of the end step, if no creatures are on the battlefield, sacrifice call to grave. Excellent control in this game. There's not, I mean, there is enchantment control in this game. Damn. I mean, I'm on a roll with the speaking here. Uh, uh, there is enchantment control in this game, but I've found out that it seems that a lot of people trim it out of their decks. Uh, in some circumstances, I do, but I normally leave one in just for that what-if scenario, depending on the deck. Uh, so I haven't had anybody be able to get it out of play. Any other... I feel like I'm ranting too no, much. No, with that no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, it, it's, it's good, man. It's... They uh, say that if you really want to know how the deck runs, you need to just go into play itself. I can't speak much on the red, uh, red oh, crap. I'm anyway the black deck myself because I haven't really, I haven't even touched it. I've been mostly playing the um, white red because you know I'm a type of player. I am. I'm like I'm like yeah. Scotty. Tezzeret uh, is like my favorite. I still on a play set, just sitting in my binder, not playing them because you know it's, the game is it just changed so much. Uh, but well, I haven't had a chance to open up any Lilianas. I mean, of all the packs that I had, that I got, the only, like, decent-sized card is um, I got a pack. I had a Snapcaster and a Garouk in there. That's the only big thing I ever had, so. That's quite a tangent we just went on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to do that, so. Well, the uh, the other thing with the zombie deck, there's... Like I said, there's a ton of control in it. There's feeding frenzies. I actually trim those out because they never seem to be as handy as I want them to be. Um, 
like late in the game when you've got as many zombies as you want them to be that card to be as nasty as a dismember it i mean you've got other cards to take care of it so that's not really as pertinent as it would be for a three casting cost meanwhile you've got cruel revival which late in the game it's always nice to just destroy something and pull another one of your guys back out of the graveyard but with it being uh four colorless one black and there's three of them in the deck i take at least one of them out because Otherwise, they're just too expensive to have that many in the deck. Uh, one of the other big cards in here that's pretty hilarious to see back in the game is they put Phage back in the game. Phage the Untouchable. Really? Yeah. Uh, I trim her out of my deck just because there's so many cards that could take care of her. And also, specifically because Phil and I lost a game because someone polymorphed one of his zombies and Phage came out. So, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one can't really justify putting her in there. The deck doesn't really need her, but it, it's it's nice to see her if you want to toy around with her. Good kill card for single player, I guess. Uh, which the again, the zombie deck is okay in single player, but I would make sure you trim it down with all of the cheap cards and take out a lot of the heavier hitters, uh, just because. At least with my luck, I always draw a handful of them and then end up mulliganing down to four cards just so I can have a chance. Uh, but, yeah, that still doesn't end up going well. So that's my opinion. I think the expansion, especially for the price, is well worth it. And uh, all about the zombies, so. Nice. Yeah, definitely. No definitely. Yeah, definitely I'd give, a, give a shout out. Or a shout out, but a, a shot. And it's kind of back when you get a chance at Christmas time when you uh, fire back up the Xbox. Plus, we need to coordinate on Xbox too and uh, play some um, Assassin's Creed. But um, yeah. anyone next uh, coming up is events and all that kind of stuff. I know uh, Star City Games was going on lately uh, in St. Louis. I've been I've been looking at looking at those deck lists and those quite surprised me of what people are playing. But uh, you know, this is you know say more touch your area. Um, what kind of things going in uh, events are going on right now? So Saint Louis, Saint Louis just happened. Um, there were a lot of strange decks. You're right. There was a lot of suspect play. Apparently, too, everybody's all up in arms about how terrible the players were that were all on camera. So I don't know. I didn't actually watch all the coverage, but uh, it just seems to be the rumor. Um, the Invitational is happening, uh, if I'm not mistaken. This weekend, it starts tomorrow, and that's the major culmination of the event for the year. So, basically, um, you're into... I'm just trying to take a look here to see if there's actually an event. No, no, so it's it's a bunch of... Okay, so it's a bunch of days long. Uh, The way this works is it's going to have Standard and Legacy, uh, both days of each and then there i think there's another like there's a third day of standard with a top eight of legacy so like it's a, it's a healthy dose of everything uh there's going to be a lot of people apparently according to their facebook page there's uh 243 people that are going and uh a lot of names are there i i know based on our conversation with owen like it's going to be insane so it's, it'll be one to watch. And, of course, uh, my boy's doing coverage, Joey Pasco, 
and uh, and he's running with Jacob Van Lunen, who's always entertaining. But uh, so big shout out to Joey, and hopefully uh, it'll be a blast to watch. I'll be watching as much of it as I can for sure. Yeah, me too. I always try to watch the coverage as much as I can. A lot of people say that they don't like it and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's not the NFL. It's not a national, you know, league, whatever. But, you know, it's quite interesting. I think the uh, most part of it was is um, that one gentleman that was uh, talking about the Japanese player of how slow he was shuffling. Um, uh, I think you might know who I'm talking about. Yeah, it's BDM. Yeah. Brian David Marshall. Yeah. He's, he's actually, like, one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was losing his shit over the guy shuffling like terribly, terribly slow. It, it was, and, man. I would have said something. Well, I mean, like, and it's funny too because at some point in time you got to realize that it's he's doing it intentionally, right? Like to try to tilt his opponent, yeah. play, you know, keep it, keep a handle on the tempo of the game yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, it's, BDM was hilarious. Oh my god! Yeah, just, <laughs> so I never cussed on a uh, on a show before, but this might be the one. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, oh man. I, I mean, I was getting frustrated. I'm sitting there. I'm I went in the kitchen get something to drink. Uh, went to the bathroom, came back. He was still shuffling. It's like, are you yeah. serious? Because I had to go somewhere at the time, and I, and, and I want to, you know, I want to watch. I know it's gonna be on YouTube, but I want to watch the covers, you know, while it's home. I was, I, I, I want to slap him across the screen. No offense to you. Uh, uh, player, but uh, you just shuffle too damn slow, and yeah. tempo and tempo and not you. You lucky, you know it wasn't a brother across the table because I would give you some words. Tell you hurry up, but anyway. But um, um, another thing that that's going on in Magic that's kind of you know a big big thing is uh, people talking about they want to ban the brainstorm. You want to ban the card, the card that this fabulous podcast was founded after. You want to ban it. What what is your thoughts about brainstorm? Because I, I get a lot of things of people saying that you know it's basically it's it is the format you know it's what's making people want to play legacy yada yada. But uh, give me the the Scotty Mac version. No, I'm right there with you. Uh, legacy is defined by brainstorm's existence. It's my opinion. Um, you know the reason that you play legacy is to be able to play brainstorm with infinite fetch lands. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know that, that's that's why. I mean. You remember Jace the Mind Sculptor? Yeah. You, you remember that card? that card? Remember how you could brainstorm every turn? Oh, yeah. And it was banned because you could brainstorm every turn? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brainstorm is, is an extremely powerful effect. And, uh, you know, it's it's iconic to the to the format. And I think that if they ban it, it'll, it'll be in a lot of trouble. I'm not sure they will, personally. I don't think there's going to be a lot of bannings that are coming down in Legacy, per se, because I think they've kind of established that it's a fairly wide-open format. It's a blue-based format, for the most part, and that's just the way it is. Uh, I think that you know their ban baby is modern, and I think they've, they've demonstrated that they're not afraid to you know come in and sweep out a bunch of cards and a bunch of archetypes and, and manage that. And uh, so... I, I, I just love Brainstorm personally and Legacy, and I it's one of the reasons why I love playing it. So yeah, that's I mean I mean I picked up a couple playsets of of <clears throat> of Brainstorms uh, when I had the chance, and I'm not a big Legacy player, but when I do play Legacy, it's always some type of blue just to play Brainstorm, you know, because uh, I'm not I know it's that much I can't afford playing Legacy. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, you know, I'm. I remember the first time I heard about Lacey, 
uh, probably mentioned this before back in other podcasts, but I'm saying again, I go in the box and ask them, you know, for one of their lands that's a, that's a, was I guess it's a plane and an island. So basically, mm-hmm. two tundra. The tundra. Yeah, tundra. Yeah, the tundra ones. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll have to get that and that. And you know, I'm not really, you know, I'm just dumbfounded to starting to play it back again. Now, with the price. And he said, okay, that's 250 I almost crashed my pants. Like, what? Excuse me? What'd you say? He said, uh, yeah. 250 It's like, for what? I said, well, these are the original. Land. I'm like, oh, well, you put it back in the case or put it in a museum because this is freaking crazy. <laughs> I ain't paying 250 yeah. for two cars. So, but, um, I, I'm dabbling in it, but uh, one thing that I'm really getting into now mostly is uh, Commander. Yeah. Um, I'm working on right now. I'm working on um, a um, a uh, Kimba deck uh, as my yeah. as my le- yeah as my legendary uh, creature and stuff. Um, if you if uh, listeners, if you haven't um, get on YouTube and uh, check out Top and Go Proje- uh, Projections, they do uh, the other 99. Um, it's one of my buddies that I play friend that magic with. And uh, and he also he's on. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, Top and Go. They're a great guy. He, he does he does great uh, videos on um on uh, EDH. And um, I remember they were talking about uh, talking about doing that deck before, but then he uh, and he actually uh, put up there for me and uh, did that and brought very good points about making that deck. So I'm definitely gonna do that. Uh, I had to come down to Canada and uh, like down up to Canada and uh, put some EDH with you, man. <laughs> but I'm telling you, like. EDH is my format. That's that that's my baby. I play so much commander, it's sick. And I, I love it. I love it to pieces. I um yeah, I've that's actually part of the reason why I've been able to play Legacy is because I obsess so much about EDH. Right. <laughs> and and I need to make sure that I get the land and I need to make sure I get this and that and you know, I try to make sure that, you know, I'm I'm really it helps to be friends with people like Jonathan Medina, right? Yeah, who know everybody who's everybody, you know, in the in the the, the magic card uh, selling game. So I never pay sticker for anything, which is kind of nice. Very very nice, yeah. Especially when you, you know dibs, yeah, that's very good. I got a buddy uh, yeah. up here, his name Bubblegum, and um, he's like um, I call him the Legacy King because he comes in, it's like he's like he's like he's about to jump on the plane. He got his little uh, guy's little rolling suitcase. And like those uh, leather uh, magic deck boxes, got like twenty of those things in there, and nice. and I was like, hey man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play some Legacy here, play with this deck, you know. And then okay, I'm gonna play some. I mean, I can literally be there all day and not touch half his decks that he has. That's awesome. So, because right now he's on a mission of having getting up uh, sixteen Snapcasters. And, oh wow! And he's up to eight right now. So halfway, not bad. Yeah, not bad. And it's just, I mean, people trade them off like 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 hotcakes. But because uh, yeah. you know, er, you know, everybody's trying to you know go the flow. Mostly because most people around here they won't play Wolf Run, so mm-hmm. that's basically what I want to do. But um, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up the show here. Um, some things to talk about uh, now. It's time to grind on. Uh, uh, not grind. <laughs> a terrible word. <laughs> time to in the you know um, uh, get some things to uh, Sky Max some some questions. Hit them up. Uh, you know, just some random questions. You know, see see if you can handle the pressure of the brainstorm. Sure. You know, brainstorm. Okay. Um, question number one: favorite favorite EDH card. Um. This is Jeopardy. I know. <laughs> oh, that's so tough. Uh, you know what? I I really like uh, my favorite single card in a vacuum. 
like, I mean, do I cheap out and say Primeval Titan? Probably not, right? <laughs> so, like, Mazabeth? Okay. Yeah. Uh, or, if you had to take another one, I'd say Manor Reflection. Yeah, sure. Go. Manor Reflection, okay. Alright. Um, um, number two, favorite standard deck? Ever or currently? You can say ever. Counterpost. Counterpost, okay, very good. Uh, favorite, favorite deck ever, Counterpost, no question. Alright, uh, favorite, uh, favorite color to play? If you had to, if you had to play a monocolor, what would it be? Uh, probably blue with white as a close second. White, close second, okay, very good, alright. Girl, favorite planeswalker? Do we get like the Jace the Mind Sculptor veto here? <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. Sort of like Jace you can't pick right. yeah. tracks. Yeah. Okay, you can't pick <laughs> Jace because it's pretty much everybody. And, you know, yeah. basically, if Jace wasn't yeah. the format, what would have been your other favorite planeswalker? Um, favorite planeswalker ever. Yeah, I, I guess it's got to be Tezzeret. I, yeah, right now, he's Tezzeret, uh, Agent of Bolas. He's, uh, he does things that operate on an axis that are so unlike any of the other planeswalkers. It's pretty awesome. Um, the close second to that, though, is Nickel Bolas Planeswalker, because that guy's just mad retarded. There you go. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see what's up, China. All right. Nope. I think that's... Ah. Favorite pro player. That's what it was. I, I, I totally forgot. Magic. Favorite magic pro player. It be anybody or pro all time. That's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with like to hang out with or to watch. To watch. To watch. Uh, I gotta say Brian Kibler. To watch, it's it's hands down is Brian Kibler. Um, he. Uh, the, it's not just the shuffling. If you watch the way that he plays, and if you uh, watch his face when he's making decisions or he's analyzing plays, like. I've just learned a lot about my play and how sloppy it is by watching Brian Kibler play Magic. There you go. Okay. All right. This is another, you know, big question in the Magic community right now. All right. Let's just say the gods of Magic came down upon you and gave you the one complete choice to choose a format: extended, modern. Which would you pick? Um, modern for sure. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a. I was not a strong proponent of the double standard um, when they had it out. Old extended was actually really interesting as a format because it was partially rotating, but you had such a ton of cards that you had access to. Um, but if it's between those two, then I gotta say modern. Um, it's something that I've been looking at a lot more. And actually, I didn't start looking at it until Worlds. But I'm I'm really impressed by the modern format as it stands right now. Oh, very good. Well, that's all I. Well, pretty much that's it, homeboy. You know, nice and, uh, you know, it's oops, hit the wrong button on my phone here. But uh, pretty much that's you know just hard questions. This is what I was talking about earlier, folks. Before uh, we started the podcast, I was telling telling Scotty the reason why I like listening him to on on all the uh, 18 podcasts is because you know he's he's quick draw you know just you, you get a question in 
bam, he's got to answer for it. Same thing with Jones. He's the exact same way, too, when it, you know, when it comes to other issues. So, you know, we really got two smart gentlemen here on the podcast that, that comes to show, you know, game, games like these, you better watch out because you never know. The other guy across the table may be a brainstorm type of fellow on the other side. So, but, um, shout outs. Anybody you want to give a shout out to, Scotty? Well, I got to shout out my boys to the A-Team. Like, with, like, hands down, no question. Um, you know, they, without them, I wouldn't be, you know, where I'm at today. Uh, along those lines, also shout out to uh, UMTG Taps, another fantastic podcast, and uh, my boys, uh, Joey and Joe. Um, love that podcast, man. Homies, man. I love, yeah. I love the name. The name's awesome. Yeah, they got me started, man. They got me hooked on this stuff. I just, I can't, I can't stop now. It's ridiculous. Um... Shout out to uh, my beautiful and darling wife, Wife Plug, who decided to take her, you know, evening off with my little one to go and visit her family. So, leaving me the opportunity to podcast with you, fine gentlemen. Yeah, thank you very much, and thank you, ma'am, for the for the vacation time. <laughs> That's right. And um, I guess the only other one that I want to give out is, uh, and I don't know if anyone's listening to it or not, but Commander Cast. So, shout out to Andy and Carlos. Um, who I've met from that sh- from that show, uh, unbelievable, unbelievably well run, extremely polished, and organized podcast. I, I do guest spots over there uh, at least once a season, uh, often on episode ten because it's just our running gag for three seasons straight that I'm the episode ten guest. Um, but absolutely awesome, awesome, awesome commander podcast. It has made me a far superior commander deck builder. And it has also made me just in in overall uh, a more effective political force at the commander table uh, because of the skills that I've been able to polish up in terms of threat assessment and uh, you know things like that. It unbelievable resource for commander players. So if it's something that you're looking to, if it's a format you enjoy. Uh, you like the flavor of podcasts like the Brainstorm and like the A-Team, then you should totally check out Commander Cast because, you know, you, you get classic lines like, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. oh, it's my dick! <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes those do slap you across the face. But um, uh, the shout-outs I want to give up this week is to the Manipool, Chewy, Dorks. Great, great podcast. I enjoy listening to those guys. The freaking hilarious! I was listening to the recent one that they uh, brought out, and um, uh, I just tweeted Chewy, let him know that I was talking about here on the podcast. And uh, I don't know if you listened to it, but um, I want to say, uh, Chewy, hope you feel better. The sushi and peanut uh, Reese's peanut butter ice cream mixed together. Yeah, that's uh, an instant like that before mixing two foods together, and it's not a pleasant thing. But um, great other uh, podcast. Like I said, if you like the A Team, other podcast, check out the Manipool Untapped. All those guys in there. Pretty much majority of the podcast on gcast.com, mandeprive.com. That's uh, one of the places. Watch, I got the A team. That's another good place you can listen to other podcasts. It's a great, great, great place that you want to uh, check out, listen to. So it's the Canadian hub for magic content. And that's that's. I don't know what it is, but it seems like some of the best things come out of Canada. What's it got? Canada, Canadian bacon, Adam Sandler. Uh, you know, uh, there's some other things, but I can't mention because I don't want to get in trouble. I mentioning the names, but uh, Pamela Anderson. Uh, okay, uh, I didn't say that. You <laughs> did. So um, <laughs> nice. Pretty much that it is. But uh, 
Jones, you got anybody you want to shout out to? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I knew it. That's why I would just say something anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to, uh, to Jones. You know, my, uh, Diablo, um, encyclopedia, my RPG encyclopedia, basically. You know, it's. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, but, uh, once again, um, Scotty Matt, I want to thank you, you know, from Bob from Brothers Heart, Magic Heart, for coming on and joining us today. It is great, great, great to have you back on the podcast and, uh, you know, and become, you know, my magic brother from, uh, from a different mother. So, I appreciate you for coming on the show today. You got it, man. Any, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Anytime I have the uh, capacity to do that, you know I'm down. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. Be checking out the podcast because when you got free time, he's going to be on the podcast because the podcast ain't nothing like it when Sky and Max on it. You know, just, you know, next, I would love to get you, Chewy, and even Jay Boosh. I would love to have Jay Boosh on this damn podcast. I think that would be freaking amazing. Make sure you, um, it, uh, you never know. I get my holler out on here, here on the brainstorm, so you might be able to check it out and stuff. So, well, listen. The the one place where you may be able to catch all of a, a whole bunch of us at one place is uh, at Grand Prix. They just announced uh, some Grand Prix stuff. So Grand Prix Vancouver, oh, uh, which very is nice. which is a West Coast Canadian <laughs> location. Uh, we will likely all be there with bells on, and our wives, I think, are coming too. Awesome. So it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be like the Canadian magic mecca. Uh, it's gonna be insane, off the chain, and yeah, we're gonna be there for like a week. So the parties after the event will be ridiculous. Canadian time, Canadian time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I just, I just remember something. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll mention it. Well, it's just, it's one of the few places and times of year where you can. Uh, you know, jump on a, a ski lift, go up to the top of the hill, ski down the hill, and then when you get down to the bottom of the hill, it's summertime, and there's like hot tub parties and stuff, and like pool parties happening in the ski lodge. Uh, like, I'm telling you, this is this is off the Yeah, chair. I think I need to go to Canada for for vacation. What about you, Jones? You down? <laughs> uh. Not really oh, yeah. in the budget for a little Canadian excursion at the moment. No, I, neither am I. I'm just saying it would be nice. <laughs> oh, not, oh, yeah. If June. someone's buying. Yeah, yeah, you're buying. I'm, yeah, down. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most definitely. But um, once again, Sky Mac, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I'm your host, Tyrone, here. Sky Mac, Jones, you know, the Brainstorm episode. Ooh. <laughs> You're gonna have to edit that in. Yeah, I have to edit that one in. I, I totally. Oh, episode 24. Here on the here on the brainstorm, this yeah, little uh, brain fart. But uh, thanks for coming, uh, joining us today, and we will catch y'all later. Y'all have a good one. Peace.